You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is the Morning Buzz with Ben Kieran Ajalan. We are speaking to Jairo Yunus, the Senior Policy Analyst at CFIB for BC. And we're talking about how small businesses are feeling this year and the ongoing challenges. Jairo, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. So how are small businesses feeling this new year? Well, BC small businesses are facing significant cost challenges due to inflationary pressures, rising interest rates, ongoing labor shortages, government cost increases, you name it. In fact, and to answer your question, small business confidence in BC right now is at its lowest point ever outside of the pandemic. So overall, not feeling great. And what are some of the factors, you know, that are leading to those challenges? Well, for example, one is payroll costs. Uh, it include the growth in wages, the employer's health tax, the five-day uh, employer paid sick days, work safety, higher work safety, C premiums. Payroll costs for a BC small business have increased by 24% since 2018, so that's one for sure. A slow economic recovery, right? 54% of businesses are still below normal sales, and 57% of them report carrying an average pandemic-related debt of around $85,000. And... This is a challenge. This is very challenging for small businesses, especially in the context of rising interest rates. Every time the Bank of Canada uh, increases interest rates, the, these loan payments get more expensive for businesses. And including, if you if you include uh, inflationary pressures and ongoing labor shortages, uh, it's not surprising that 19% of BC small businesses uh, indicate that they are at risk of closure. That's really troubling to hear. And I think especially when we look at BC business in particular, we've got a lot of people working in personal services, construction, and hospitality sector. And those seem to be the most affected by labor shortages is what I was reading on CFIB. So because of those particular businesses being impacted, how does that hurt businesses in BC, and especially when it comes to the labor shortage? Yeah, as you mentioned, labor shortages are a big issue right now in the province. As of the third quarter of last year, there were around 160,000 job vacancies, a significant number. There were about 1.2 jobs for every unemployed person in D.C. And as you mentioned, the labor shortages are highly concentrated in uh, the hospitality industry, construction, retail, uh, and they account for the larger number for the most amount number of job vacancies, and at the same time, they account for the for the for total pay for the most amount of, of sectors in total payroll employees. So they 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 employ the most amount of people, but they all are also uh, impact, being impacted by by ongoing labor shortages. And despite increasing wages significantly in the last year, uh, labor shortages persist. And Jairo, have you seen any interesting incentives that small businesses are doing to try to, you know, get people to stay with them and work for them? Oh, you name it. They're offering additional benefits. We've seen high, we've seen high hiring bonuses. Um, we've seen, uh, well, in other industries, we've seen working from home arrangements. Uh, that's something that's also uh, businesses are using to attract and retain talent. And of course, the traditional uh, the traditional way of increasing wages, which small businesses are already doing. But there is something that that um, we're asking the government to do, for example, is to provide some grants, tax credits, or other relief measures for for capital investment on automation. Uh, we've seen that automation is definitely one uh, one key solution to address labor shortages. 
And of course, Hara, we keep hearing about a potential recession that is coming. I mean, what are the concerns that businesses are feeling about that? Definitely. So in, again, inflation, labor shortages, rising interest rates are putting the entire economy in a very in a very fragile position, to be honest. Uh, CFIB is not forecasting a recession yet, but definitely a slow growth scenario. Uh, and in this slow growth, um, we're asking the province in particular to provide some um, payroll cost relief. As of the third quarter of last year, um, yeah, the last, last quarter of last year, there were um, almost $5.7 billion in operating surplus uh, that the province printed, and that's largely driven by higher-than-expected corporate income tax revenue. So we asked D.C. small businesses what they would want to see the government do with this surplus, and 74% of them responded that they would like to see the province use this surplus surplus money to to provide some tax relief, some cost relief. And just as almost $2 billion was allocated for for much-needed, actually, affordability measures for families and individuals, like you name it, the BC affordability credit, the BC family credit, the province can use part of this $5.7 billion surplus to provide some cost relief for BC small small businesses, whether it's payroll cost relief, input cost relief, or municipal cost relief. And Harold, do you think there's a role that even the federal government can play in help supporting small businesses? Obviously, we saw at the height of the pandemic, there were a lot of support and relief measures put in place. Now, obviously, you fast forward to 2023, not so much. Is there anything they can do? Well, definitely, they can stop increasing the, the their their. Well, it already increased at the beginning of the year, but they can they can uh, backtrack that on the, the CPP and EI premium hikes. Uh, that's something that they can definitely do. Uh, it definitely increase uh, labor supply to address labor shortages or to provide some form of tax credits or grants for investment on automation, uh, something that they can definitely do. But uh, overall, we're focusing on efforts on, on, on pressuring the, the provincial government to, to provide payroll cost relief, whether it's shifting the cost burden of paid sick days to government as they do in Ontario, Increasing the payroll exemption threshold of the employer health tax, refunding some part of WorkSafe BC's $3.4 billion surplus back to employers, reducing or freezing BC's carbon tax and fuel tax, removing international uh, and interprovincial labor mobility barriers, eliminating insurance premium tax. And there are many things that the province uh, can do to provide some cost relief to, to small businesses that they haven't. Mm. And Jairo, how important also is it for us to all go out there and support our local businesses? Definitely, like local local businesses bond the community together. They are usually the first place of employment for young people. Um, I, I don't have the numbers right now, but we did a study on how many dollars of 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 local of local businesses stay inside the community relative to larger corporations and larger businesses uh, where they ship those utilities offshore. Um, So definitely it's very important for consumers to to go out there and shop local and continue to support your local community by shopping local. Jairo, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, reiterate our, our call to consumers to shop local and, and continue to, to contribute to the local community and to pressure the government to, to provide some cost relief for small businesses.
You take care. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye.